Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. Today we're talking with Deborah Ray Roseman, the station manager of WTIS. For over 30 years, she had her own show on healthy living, and that's something that I desperately need, learning how to help be healthy living. Pete O'Shea and me, both of us, need to be uh, you know, on the diet of, uh, well, God's diet, as opposed to the you know, eat-out-every-meal diet. So Deborah and I are going to be talking about the practices and habits of a healthy Christian business owner. Deborah, thank you for being on my show today. Jim, a pleasure. Thank you. You say that at the beginning of the show. I hope you say that at the end of the show. <laughs> All right. Okay, listen, I want people to know about who you are because you've got quite an extensive business background. But before you do, do you know, let's talk about how Christ Im- is impacting your life today. What's going on in your life today and how's Christ making an impact? Uh, amazing because eight years ago, I show, uh, sold a syndicated show three hours a day, six days a week, uh, live on terrestrial radio, satellite radio, Christian television um, that I loved. It was the ultimate job because it was the research, it was the books, it was interviewing all the authors, but God had a plan. And I sold that uh, program and had for the first time the opportunity to be in a small group. And I loved it, and I still love it. And I realized the difference, Jim, between I knew all the verses, I knew the doxology, I knew everything by heart, but I didn't have a relationship. And I didn't know that I didn't have a relationship. And every aspect that 
has occurred and continues to occur in that small group is him working in my life. And had you told me eight years ago on Tuesday night that I would be running a Christian radio station, a couple years later, I would have said, no, 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 no. Somebody, no, not me. No, you've got it wrong. No, no way. No way. But I would get in that car every morning and say, I've never run a radio. I've been, been on radio, been on TV, I, you know, transmitters, you know, FCC. I, show me, show me. And he had a word every time I walked through the door, every time the phone rang, it just unfolded. And it was this, it was this surrender. Listen, and he will lead. Listen, and he will show. It's just, it has been just the most amazing experience in my life. I love it. Love it. That's that's awesome. And she does love it. She's out there looking for new talent. And I'm not sure what she found in me, but she found somebody to occupy a microphone. But it was just 14 months ago that we sat down in the last meeting leading up to the Christian Chamber of Commerce. And, and I was just speaking there about five ways to incorporate Christ into the into the workplace. And, and you, I sat down next to you because you're the only person in the room I didn't know. And you looked at me and you said, you need to talk about that in the radio. And, and my words back to you, I don't know if you remember this, were... You're nuts, because <laughs> radio was never on my radar ever. And and I, but I had prayed many many months earlier. Lord, whatever it is, how do I can see how I can help a few Christian business people at a time, teaching them about how to incorporate Christ in the workplace. But how can you get the message out to thousands? Whatever, Lord, whatever you want to do. And ninety days to the day was the day you said that to me. And I, and I and it's I immediately heart. Went, it's about your heart, and people hear your heart every time you're on the air, Jim. Well, and, and I have a lot of heart. Sometimes I get on my soapboxes. But what's really funny, and I wanted the audience to hear this today, was, you know, that was November 20th, 2012, when I said, Lord, I can see how I can help one at a time, but how can I help many? And when you said that to me, I immediately wanted to say, there is no way I can add radio to my schedule. There's no way I'm going to do this. I've always wanted to be a speaker. I, and I don't want to write books. And that's what radio people do. They write books. And I'm not a good writer. I, 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 I'm pretty good at taking other people's ideas and communicating them. But then I remembered a Prayer I had prayed in 2009, which that just shows you that how patient you need to be with God. In 2009, I read Francis Chan's book, Forgotten God. And in that book, two pages just have, have laminated to my forehead about, you know, if God, if you just are successful using your natural gifts, talents, and abilities, then when you're successful, you get the credit. But if God uses you to do something that is completely outside of your normal set of gifts, talents, and abilities, then God gets the credit. So to God be the glory, I have a radio show. Never in all of my life, I'm almost 50 years old, never did I ever imagine being on the radio. So uh, I thank you for listening to the Lord. This has been fun. I wanted to share these airwaves to you with you. And so we're here just to uh, just to have some fun today. So all right, what's new at WTIS as we lead up to a break? What's new and going on here at WTIS? We are growing, we are changing, we are reaching out to the community, we are looking for live local hosts because um, that's and that's you know how we glorify him by supporting the local community. And Tampa Bay is an amazing community. I would like to bring more of that live and local into the airways. We were Tampa's first Christian station. Um, we continue to have a killer signal. I mean, downtown Disney, Bushnell, and Port Charlotte. There's a lot of people that can be reached with that message. A lot of hearts that we can change. And every, you know, every listener, Jim, you know, the one who called in on the morning show a couple years ago and said, you know, I was looking for the traffic and I was going up and down the dial and I couldn't find the traffic and I could tell there was a problem. And I heard Charles Stanley 
and I literally pulled off the shoulder and I listened for that whole 26 minutes. He said, I've never, you changed my life. You changed my life just by searching for the traffic. And I heard Charles Stanley and radio can change people's hearts. And, you know, that's what I learned from medicine, that there's more neurotransmitters, molecules of emotion in our heart than in our spinal column. Radio, you know, whether it's it's the word in the book or the the the, the sermon, whether it's a small group, whether it's on radio can literally change people's hearts. I've been listening. I've been listening to talk radio for forty years, and it is it is the it is my media choice. I mean, I'd much rather listen to the radio than watch television, and uh, it does have an impact. It's and it's fun. How many years have you guys been a station that's a Christian talk radio station? We've been around since nineteen forty six. So they, they, was there running water in Tampa Bay back then? <laughs> Tam- in 1946, you imagine that you probably had to take a ferry across the Howard, you know, instead of the Howard Franklin. That was probably some pretty incredible times We've back then. We've got some old photos. Uh, we were uh, a rock and for, I mean, we were Tampa's first rock well, station, uh, the first Jesus rock station in the uh, the area. Uh, some really uh, 1970s hairdos because we became Christian and have stayed Christian since 1978. Well, I think that's a picture of Pete O'Shea running on a mouse <laughs> treadmill kind of thing, running the power up back in 1946 to uh, build power of the radio station. That's fantastic. All right. So you you became a radio personality 30 plus years ago. How did how did it become your lifelong passion? All by accident, all by his plan. Uh, my background was medicine. I had a, a baccalaureate in laboratory science, was in literally in the hospital laboratory, uh, moved from Louisville, Kentucky, where I was head of an immunology lab in a large teaching hospital, became the, community, the lab supervisor at Community Blood Bank here in the St. Petersburg area that used to uh, next be next door to Bayfront Hospital, and um, married, uh, who was my co-host for, uh, for many years, my late husband, and we had a patient who gave an hour of public service to the County Medical Society. So I date myself. That's way back in 1982 to the County Medical Society. And the doctors would either not show up because they had been called elsewhere or be very dry and monotonous and boring because, Jim, uh, how long have you had that headache? You should ask for a referral to your local neurologist. <laughs> And he said, you all are into health. You are into nutrition and wellness and fitness. Why don't you take it over? And I remember looking and saying, radio? We don't do radio. We don't know anything about radio. Oh, come on in. <laughs> so we went in every Sunday afternoon, and I started collecting all these great articles and things on the internet and it's like look at this and it grew from an hour to a second hour to a third hour and the lines busied out and the station was sold and FLA said come over here and at one point it was gosh we've got this Monday through Friday show and people aren't going to listen to this would you take it over and it's like okay so it became one hour two hours three hours six days a week and I loved it just wow, the dream six job. Days a week. And how much time did you spend preparing for six days a week of shows? That's a lot of radio. Minimum three hours a day. But see, that's where I came from. That's why my mother to this day says, radio, I, I was the bookworm. 
I love the books. I love the studying. I love the research. So I was the kid at the kitchen table that they would talk. I wouldn't hear them because I would be lost in a book. So it was my dream job because I got to read all the books, do all the research, interview all the authors. Never thought that I would be on radio ever, ever, ever. Well, maybe that's what gave me a chance because I love to read books and I am a prolific reader. So who knows? Maybe there's a future in this for me. Because it teaches you to listen. And that's, of course, the beauty of radio. It's this blank slate every day. You can make it whatever you want it to be. And, of course, with the interaction with the listeners, I, I was live and call-in driven. And, you know, the opportunity to interview people like Jack Lane and have people call in and, you know, have people say, gee, I, I exercise to you, you know, forever. I can't believe I'm talking to you. And he would hear this pause and why did you stop? <laughs> it works so good for me. I stopped. That's 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 like my life story. Okay, listen. All right, we're talking today about you know how what are the practices and habits of a healthy Christian business owner? And to me, really, that's an just business owner and healthy practices and habits. That doesn't work because business owners. I mean, it's brutal. I mean, I've been a business owner since 1989. I work way too many hours. I eat out. I'm a sales guy. I sold insurance. Now I sell IT. I eat out some days three meals a day. How can you... I mean, it's an oxymoron. Tell me that it's not, but it sure seems like it's an oxymoron. And it has become why literally WAGs say we don't need to fight world wars because we export the Western lifestyle, which is eating fast and on the run, eating processed foods, being stressed all the time, not getting enough activity. And bang, we have 89% of a gazillion, zillion, zillion health. Some people say it should be called a disease care budget that goes to the treatment of chronic diseases. And of course, that's what scripture, just like Dave Ramsey, instructs us about our money, instructs us about our lifestyle choices. We know what we should be doing, but it's not the American way. So it becomes this vicious cycle that 89% of our disease care budget goes to the treatment of chronic diseases. Those are all about lifestyle choices. And what just blew me away, Jim, you know, I got the opportunity to interview people like Dr. Walter Willett. Dr. Walter Willett is an MD, PhD, Harvard, chairman of the Department of Nutrition, brilliant guy. They still have that department? They do. They do. They you do. never hear about that. You're saying in Washington, they have a department like that? <laughs> I, you never hear about that. Ladies and gentlemen out there listening, how many of you have heard about the Department of Nutrition? Never. Never. Okay, sorry. But Walter Willett, uh, you know, showed me the front page of USA Today. We now have a drug that will treat and prevent diabetes. Yes, it was called Avandia. It was uh, <laughs> had some serious side effects, and it worked forty six percent of the time. And Dr. Willett showed me that if you do some very simple things. Eat no bad fats. Yes, the Bible talks about good fats, olive oil. Uh, eat some good fats each day. If you eat a grain, make it a whole grain. Of course, the Bible talks about that. Eat as many fresh fruits and vegetables, the garden, as you can. Reasonable protein. Get some reasonable activity. If you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> Mind the stresses in your diet. It's the, you know, it's the, the, the piece of prayer that can literally change our body's chemistry. If you do that, you can prevent or reverse, and doctors don't make those statements, reverse 95% of all type 2 diabetes 
just by making those simple lifestyle choices. Well, and you saw that with Atkins Revolution back in the late 90s, that those people that stuck to that diet, and now that was an all-protein diet and green vegetables, none of the vegetables that were good for you that had any natural sugars in it. But, you know, and people lost a ton of weight, and they went off diabetic medication. Their, their cholesterol went down, blah, blah, blah. The problem was stress the living daylights out of your kidneys. Because that's what I did. I mean, I lost 50 pounds on the Atkins diet. It was great. And my doctor goes, yeah, what, are you going to die? You know, you're going to, well, and then Atkins, he didn't die from <laughs> stressed out kidneys. He slipped and fell and hit his head. I mean, I mean, that's not even fair. Okay, so we're talking about these healthy healthy habits. Wait a minute, you said something when I, when we talked about, you said WAGs. The WAGs uh, are, are t- what did you, what are WAGs? <laughs> the the tongue in cheek folks the tongue the tongue okay all right so that's like <laughs> tongue in cheek folks i don't even remember what that was in reference to anymore but okay okay so the bible says a lot about healthy we have to go back to figure out somebody look up wags and call in okay all right what it appears the bible has a ton to say about healthy living just like it does about you know money and possessions 2350 verses about money and possessions those are the ones i've read Never really thought about the healthy nutrition stuff. Although when you read the Old Testament, God's very particular about their diet. But it's all about balance, Jim. It's all about that triune, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. My three-year-olds know about Pentecost and the Holy Spirit comes. It's a three-legged stool. You know, our entire medical system, which is amazing, don't let anybody tell you otherwise, focuses on just the physical. What's your blood pressure? What's your blood sugar? What's your cholesterol reading? Just the physical. No, no, no. Scripture, who knows much better and has lasted a lot longer than all of that, talks about the balance of physical, emotional, and spiritual health, that triune of the three. That's the stool is not going to be balanced. It's going to be a little whoppy jawed unless you have balance, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Again, three, the balance. We go to extremes. We think if a little protein is good, a lot is better, a whole lot is best of all. That's not what scripture wants to teach us. Okay, but this is, a sh- this is a show about business owners, Christian business owners, and learning how to incorporate Christ into their workplace. And obviously... This overstress does not reflect Christ because Christ was really good about being very intentional with his day. And at the end of the day, he would go off into a quiet place. I mean, he would, I mean, first of all, they didn't have electricity. They didn't have cell phones. Praise God. Can we have that again, please? Um, okay. They didn't have electricity. They didn't have cell phones. and They just socialized and then went to bed. They actually had normal night's sleep. So, I mean, how do you take this healthy living? I mean, I know this is part of incorporating Christ in your workplace is actually be demonstrating a, a really the practices and the habits of healthy living. How do you do it? I mean, how, I mean, it just, it's so stressful running businesses today. It is. It is. Absolutely. And I was one of those uh, stressed people. In fact, I was so stressed that uh, my, I was good at storing emotions. That's good because you don't want to <laughs> let emotions go in the, in the, in the workplace. I stored the emotions. Of course, those molecules of emotions can literally change your physiology. We can measure that. I mean, there's, there's whole fields of study, psychoneuroimmunology. You get stressed, your immune system gets stressed. When you say words like that, you're going to have to say them slower. I have a different kind of crowd than you used to deal with. Psycho, psycho, neuro, immunology. immunology. Which you can change your immune system from stress. Psycho, neuro, cardiology. You can literally have heart attacks that aren't heart attacks. They were attacks of emotion. 
Uh, you can do that to your skin. Every girl listening to you knows if you're under stress, your skin. No, 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 no. Your skin goes crazy. That's psychoneurodermatology. That's how we're hardwired. That's how we were created. But we have to, by intention, only eat what he makes. If it's processed, if it comes in a package, we can't do it as good as he does. Mm. So when you were in at the business lunch, you know, go for the grilled fish or the grilled chicken. You know, beef's not bad. It's what we. It's how we raise the beef in this country. Yeah. Oh, I know. Even now, now she's going to attack how I was grown up in Minnesota. Corn-fed beef. There's nothing better than a corn-fed beef ribeye. I came from dairy farmers, outside Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay, all right. We just started. In the last half hour, we've been talking with Deborah Ray Roseman, the general manager, station manager for WTIS. And we've been talking, just got to started talking, about the practices and habits of a healthy Christian business owner. And if you missed the first half of the show, you got to listen in archive because she's throwing stuff out. I mean, I eat wrong. I live wrong. Everything I'm doing is wrong except for being right here on the radio talking to you. So, listeners, welcome back, Deborah Ray Roseman. Deborah, and you just are wrecking my life. Okay, so you just started, right before we got to the break, you started talking about beef from the Midwest and how they're raising it wrong. Corn-fed beef, but corn is a fruit. Oh, no, it's a vegetable. Oh, no, it's a starch. Okay, but the ribeyes, corn-fed ribeyes are amazing. But they got intended to be grass-fed, and now 76% of the carbon in America's uh, hair and cells and tissues in their body comes from corn. It has become so ubiquitous in terms of the economy of the farm, and that's not what God intended. He intended variety. I mean, that garden had such variety because all those plant chemicals have just amazing abilities. I mean, now they take these these plants and spices. I mean, for example, look look at the Far East. They don't have Alzheimer's to the extent, I mean, it's it's just terrible in terms of the scourge of Alzheimer's on families and and, and individuals in this country. In the Far East that don't have near the blessings we have, they have probably one one one-hundredth of the incidents. And what the University of Hong Kong showed is that one meal infused with curry a month could reduce your risk of Alzheimer's by 75%. That's a God thing. That's a huge thing. And But you'd smell funny. But, you know. <laughs> but look at the spices. I know. The, the but spices are amazingly therapeutic. People, people don't realize how much Monsanto has dominated our food market. Uh, and, and it is true. I grew up in the Midwest, so I grew up with, with corn in every other field. And if it wasn't then, then it was soy. And so, and, and maybe a little winter wheat here and there. But people don't realize how much money there is in corn. And they have figured out how to put corn in almost everything. I mean, your broccoli at the local grocery store is sprinkled with corn just because they needed to put it on something else. The good news is American ingenuity is discovering that the margins are much better inorganic. And, of course, there's, there's a whole growing economy. If you take a look at the Whole Foods and all the wild foods and all those stores, people are really beginning to, to realize, particularly with one in 63 American children, have a learning or behavior dis- disability. We don't know why. I mean, we are brilliant scientists, and we don't know why. What has happened to our food, to our environment, to medicine in terms of vaccine? I mean, we really don't know what has happened that our children have this 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 curse throughout their lifetime and what does that mean to a business community with with 
the next population <laughs> of people that work that you know have learning and behavioral disabilities in the workplace, Jim, we, we don't know what that means. No, we, well, no, but it is hard. It's hard to find young people, first of all, that want to work, second of all, that have a work ethic, and third of all, that don't have, they're not on some sort of mind-controlling drug in order to be able to get them to do it. All right, so this is a business show. This is about how do we purposefully equip ourselves to be vibrantly effective Christ followers in the workplace, and we, as Christian business owners, as Christian leaders, need to set that standard for healthy living. Yet you can go from door to door, a Christian business is run by Christians, and there's overweight, out, overstressed Christian business owners in charge. And, and they're not leading the charge on setting good examples. So why does God care if we're healthy? I mean, we could still you know, lead people to Christ and be unhealthy, but why does God care? Because we are created in his image. And if you read scripture and, and through small groups for the last six years, I've got the opportunity to really study, you know, hearing God's voice, experiencing God, um, his, his love for us. I mean, all of that tells us that he wants us to be well, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And the spiritual, I mean, there's so much. I had the, the ability, um, uh, the opportunity, Jim, once to interview this amazing scientist, and he just blew me away, Dr. Francis Collin. To this day, he is head of NIH in this country. And he was on television right beside uh, President Clinton at the time. He mapped the human genome. I mean, he is just... It was like, oh, my goodness, I don't even I can't even pronounce the words I'm going to have to do to do to interview him. But he told me this story, Jim. He said he came from uh, a, a household that was I mean, these were brilliant scientists and professors, but they had no faith at all. That's the way he grew up. But he excelled in school and he was brilliant. And he got to a point that he said, you know, I've got all these PhDs and I've been mapping the human genome and all of this amazing science. But he said it didn't make sense to not have the medical aspect to, to really understand how this comes together in a human being. So he went back to medical school and he got assigned an internship to a rural uh, hospital in North Carolina. And as part of his internship, he was assigned to these rooms, and he went into the room of a terminal elderly lady. And she said to him, because he was talking to her about end of life and you know how to prepare, and she said, Dr. Collins, what do you believe? What do you believe there is after life? And he said, for the first time in his 30-plus years, he said, I couldn't answer the question. He said, I had no idea what the answer to the question. So she and I had a discussion about her faith. And he said, I, I immersed myself for weeks on ends in all the literature. He said, I finally discovered that science that I had worshipped for years, that my parents had worshipped for years and we excelled, made no sense without faith, made no sense without God. Well, it takes so much faith to believe that God doesn't exist if you're a scientist because everything is so complex. But so let's let's talk about the characteristics of a healthy Christian business owner. What, what when you you knew I was going to ask that question. What are some of the things that you say def, that you would say define that healthy Christian business owner? Well, I mean, we could talk about, you know, core values and, and you know, identity versus destiny, but it really comes back to those lifestyle choices. Um, what I, as a business owner, make in terms of that balance in my life 
eating well because it's going to affect how I interact at the, at the office, my, my spiritual and my emotional health, which really basically comes back to peace. And to me, it's prayer. It's all about prayer. I'm never going to have balance emotionally without prayer. I'm never going to have balance spiritually without prayer. So I have to surrender. I have to let him lead me to make wise choices because I was the Crohn's colitis patient. I had excelled in my 20s. I was the head of a brand new immunology department at a major hospital in, in Louisville, Kentucky. And I I was being wheeled past my colleagues, very, very much embarrassed um, on a uh, on a gurney to the ER because I literally had a rupture of a diverticuli, which very simply is part of my intestine, because I held those emotions to the point that I had a, had a, had a, a, a pouch in my intestine rupture, so I had di- uh, so I had peritonitis, which is a generalized blood infection, because I didn't know how to handle those stresses in my life. My work crowd out there is now going, "Holy smokes, Jim, you've taken this to a whole different level." Okay, <laughs> but that's but that's true. I mean, a lot of times people see the ex- they experience the stress, and it comes out in a heart attack, hardened arteries. It comes out in pain running down their arm. It comes with headaches and grinding their teeth at night, and and you know it. it but it's it's so much. I mean, that those those habits of the healthy Christian business owner, first of all, starting off your day in prayer, eating the right things is so important. But to find out today, you can't go to go to this uh, the uh, uh, well the government to find out how to eat healthy because they have no idea how to eat healthy. I had a degree healthy. in science. I had a degree in science. I had a degree in science and I didn't know what a healthy diet was. Had no idea. I did it wrong. Well, Very and that, wrong. And that's why in the next <laughs> segment we're going to talk about the Daniel plan. But okay, so you've got, it's the healthy eating. It's starting the day off with prayer because bringing that peace back in there. But it's putting limits. I mean, Jesus worked from sun up to sundown, but then he did nothing. I mean, he, 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 he ate a meal with people, but in the, the in, the, in the Middle East, they eat meals for hours. You know, they, they digest their food. They don't just slam it down in 15 minutes and turn the TV on. You know, it, it's it's so much. Uh, and and really, it's, it involves a lot of change. And it's so countercultural. Is it even possible? It is, but it's hard. It's hard. It's very hard. But it it has such amazing results. The fact that we could prevent or reverse 95% of all diabetes. And Walter Willett said 86% of heart disease. Can you imagine if we just address those two diseases, what that means to our health as well as our family's health and the business health and the community health? That's amazing. Yeah, it's huge stuff, and it and it's also hard to fathom that these diseases have been caused by our eating habits and our and our way of life, and we're trying to spread that good news around the world. Yeah, it's fantastic. But read spontaneous remissions because it's not spontaneous remissions. I mean, people who have terminal diseases who are cured. It's God's plan. Yeah, amen to that. I got Deborah Ray Roseman back in here. We've got a few minutes to just to pound through this. All right. It's a cool book. I want that book. Well, well I'm sorry, <laughs> but you're ineligible to win the book today. Shoot. You can call from your cell phone. Okay. The Bible's got a lot to say about this. What's your favorite Bible verse on healthy living? Exodus 23:25. Worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness among you. The love of Jesus can heal us. Getting that message can literally change not only our hearts, our entire bodies. But wouldn't it be easier to do this outside of 
Pinellas County, Florida, because for some reason, I think healthy living in this county is virtually impossible. I mean, between the traffic you got to deal with every day, and I mean, it's just it's just stressful living here. But it's one step at a time. You know, when I was being wheeled on that gurney uh, with the ruptured diverticuli, you know, I started with I, I had diet sodas. I was severely allergic to the saccharin, the pink stuff at the time in the diet sodas. So I started with that. And then I went to the next step and the next step. It's a stepwise journey. And he will he will lead you. He will give you that strength along the way because everybody sees it as, oh my goodness, I have to give up all this stuff. No, you don't. Well, God never no, takes don't. anything away without replacing it with something right. better right. from him. And I saw right. that as I gave my life to Christ as a 13-year-old. First, I went through my, you know, cleaning up my, my mouth, then cleaning up my the music I was listening to. And God always provided things in place that were better and more healthy for me. All right, diet, diet soda. I mean, come on. When you're, when you're uh, overweight, you'd go on diet soda because it helps you lose weight. Wait, right? No. How many skinny people do you see drinking diet soda? Okay. All right, but what but it's got NutraSweet in it which comes from bananas. So what's really wrong with diet pop? A lot of things. <laughs> Primarily pH. Uh, because if we don't eat as God intended, we eat more acidic which our bodies don't recognize, and that sets the stage for thin bones and any number of, of problems. So the pH is, is the main thing. And they say a pH balance, a, a off balance in your body can actually lead to a lot of cancers. Absolutely. Hmm, unbelievable. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So as station manager and wife, how do you practically manage a healthy business lifestyle to the glory of God? You yourself. See, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be married to somebody who's he can step away, and he ran a publicly traded company. It's still listed on the New York Stock Exchange, um, you know, 5,000 employees, and he understood um, the importance of activity and healthy diet. So, I mean, he really leads me in many of these aspects. It's just something that, you know, we, we walk, we try to eat healthy. It's just part of our lifestyle. Do you ever have a Big Mac? No, but ice cream every now and then. We have <laughs> treat nights. We have treat nights. Okay. But just in moderation. Absolutely. So everything in moderation, but no Big Macs. You know, if we, if we want to have a caramel shake, you know, we're in Vancouver in the summertime, and we'll walk five miles to have that caramel shake and enjoy every single last bit of it. Well, and in Florida, <laughs> at least we can walk the beaches, and we don't have to wait for the snow to melt. So that's a good thing. All right. So where can people go to get information on being a healthy person? But is there, are there websites that deal with, as a Christian, as a Christ follower, websites that will help you learn about this stuff? The Daniel Plan is wonderful. Um, we have a Florida-based opportunity with Creation Health. Uh, a couple years ago, I had the opportunity to actually see a press release from a foundation over in Winter Park that was funding nurses to go into church congregations and teach these congregations choice rest, environment, activity, trust, interpersonal relationships, outlook, and nutrition, creation health, just like the Daniel Plan, going back to Scripture, making wiser lifestyle choices one step at a time. And these congregations that over 50% of them had diabetes and heart disease and were obese had these amazing, it's just like like um, uh, Rick Warren's uh, congregation, you know, he was doing the baptisms and said everybody's fat, but then 
then his congregation came together on the Daniel plan and lost 250,000 pounds. Yeah, it's an impressive number, <laughs> 250,000 pounds. Because it's small group, it's that support, that's, it's that faith and family and that community connection. If you do it as a community, it's even more fun because then you don't have the donuts in the narthex. <laughs> you have some fresh fruit. Oh, she had to do the D word <laughs> no, on the why radio. Do we, why do we raise money with bake sales? Because baked goods are amazing. I am sure that baked goods are part of God's plan. I mean, the Jewish people eat amazing baked things. Okay. Wow. Why do we do baked sales? Because they're so good. I mean, chocolate's a health food. Yes. Dark chocolate is a health food. Exactly. All right. And you can cover blueberries and strawberries with dark chocolate. Well, you could put honey on them too, right? Exactly. Honey. Oh, my goodness. Nothing like some bee spit on top of blueberries. I love that stuff. Look at Australia and Germany and New Zealand. They actually have surgical dressings, meta honey. They actually use them in hospitals because they don't have 100,000 amputations each year as we do in this country because honey is the perfect uh, material that keeps the bad bacteria at bay but doesn't destroy the good bacteria. Oh, there's so much about this subject. And yes, we're limited to our hour show today, so we've got to wrap this up. But you, I mean, Deborah, you've been just introducing these subjects. And there's just so much of this Christian healthy living lifestyle. I'm just fantastically excited about the fact that the scriptures have so much to say about it. So I'm going to make sure I post some stuff on Facebook tonight. Make sure you guys look for the posts on Facebook. All right, listen, listeners out there, has your life been radically affected by Christ and are you running a business? Here's the question. Does your Christ following run business? Does Christ follower run business? It doesn't look different than your competition run by somebody who has no idea who Jesus is. If you're struggling with that, you need to email me about Business His Way. It's a biblical mentoring process designed to help you follow our Lord in your workplace. And it's brought to you by C12 Tampa Bay and I Work For Him. That Just email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iworkforhim.com. There is so much to learning about how to incorporate your faith in your workplace. You need to do it alongside other people. And that's what Deborah's talking about. We need to be in these small groups where people can encourage each other. We've got 10 people right now in business his way, and people are feeding off each other. It's fantastic. Look, next week on the I Work For Him show, we'll be talking with Luke Andrews about how to glorify God with your finances, not only in your mortgages, but your real estate, because those are two of his expertise, but also in how you plan your giving, how you put together your financial plan. Luke Andrews will be talking about all those things. Listen, my sponsors are people I trust. They're people you can trust. These are people I have interviewed. I know I'm friends with them. I know these people will do what they say they will do. Thank you today to... The Christian Chamber of Commerce, Tampa Bay. Ross Harrop with C12, Tampa Bay. Luke Andrews with Generations Mortgage and Charles Ruttenberg Real Estate. Dan Geyer with Direct Hits Management for all your SEO needs on the web. Gary Melanowski with Chick-fil-A Seminole Boulevard, Park Boulevard, right here in Seminole, Florida. Look for our on-location show on May the 12th. Eric Most with Most Insurance. 2B1 Ministries out of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. Marriage Mentoring for All Couples. And Jim Brangenberg with Platinum Information Services. Check us out on my website, iworkforhim.com. Links to every one of those companies' websites is right on my website. Deborah, I want to thank you today for being on the show. Deborah Ray Roseman, station manager at WTIS. It was fun having you on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank Watch for so her much. post on Facebook tonight to see what she really says about being on the air. Samples at Chick fil A, I'll be there. Samples. <laughs> samples. That's right. <laughs> All right. Please take time to like us on Facebook. Just search for I Work for Him. I need people to, I need to know people are listening. I love to hear your suggestions. 
pop me in a, a little message out there. It's great. You can find out about the latest and greatest things that are happening in the Christian business world out there. And also look for some more information coming up on the Cruise Your Way to a Better Marriage next February of 2015. All right, thanks to Mike Miracle for running the controls and keeping me on time. You did a great job except for that one song. All right, if you found today's show inspiring or challenging, could you let me know? Pop me an email to jim at iworkforhim.com. Mike, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. All right, you've been listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg, right here on Inspiration AM 1110 WTIS. Let me put this as plainly as I can. I'm a Christ follower and a business owner, so ultimately, I work for him. Yeah.